Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Welcome to our show, number 861. Little sound of the season here. One of our favorite annual birding events is coming soon. It's National Audubon's Christmas Bird Count, December 14th through January 5th, 2022. It's a really fun thing to be part of and an important one because it's a citizen science project that provides important data for the study of bird population trends. Taking part is free, by the way, and early sign-up is strongly recommended so organizers can get everything ready. To find out all about it and how to join an account near you, just Google or do an Internet search for Christmas Bird Count. That's Christmas Bird Count. Meanwhile, we'd like to say Happy Hanukkah to all our listeners of the Jewish faith. Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights, continues through nightfall on Monday, December 6th. Well, we've created our own international segment this week, or rather our Freya McGregor has. She's in Australia, and we're about to hear an audio postcard that she has sent to us about one of the birds she's been watching there. Hey everybody, it's Freya McGregor here. I am in uh, Melbourne, Australia, visiting my family, and those lovely birds are bell miners. They're sort of like a slender robin sort of size and shape, and they're all olive green with a yellow bill. There's three or four of them calling and they sort of hide out in the trees, but a couple of them popped out and let me have a really good look. We're just walking down a little creek in, in Melbourne along a, a lovely little bike path and there's been rainbow lorikeets and gray fantails and Australian white ibis and reed warblers and uh, some mystery raptor that all the little birds were dive bombing. It's pretty exciting. But these bellbirds are pretty fantastic. All right. Bye. Thank you, Freya, uh, for that long-distance audio postcard. And we're going to be hearing more about Freya in uh, just a moment. But first... Uh... Extra, extra, read all about it. Some of the stories and videos we have for you on our TalkingBirds.com website and our Facebook page. Which birds are the big bosses at bird feeders? We'll connect you to some observations courtesy of the Seattle Times. Accessing this story, by the way, requires a sign-up, but it's a free one. The Ontario Feeder Watch Cam is pretty cool with ruffed grouse, several finch and nuthatch species being seen and heard, and we'll connect you to it. 
And the American Bird Conservancy will present a new installment of their Birdability Birders series. This one with a birder who's dealing with long COVID and other challenges, too. We'll connect you uh, to an access point for the interview conducted by that awesome Aussie we just uh, heard from, our Freya McGregor. And that's some of what we have for you right now on our TalkingBirds.com website and on our Facebook page. And we also have this. It's our mystery bird. We'll do the contest in just a little bit, but we're kind of trying to get you ready for this. Think about that sound and these clues. Our mystery bird is slightly larger than relatives like the blue jay and the gray jay. It's mostly black and white with blue-green iridescent flashes on the wings and on its long diamond-shaped tail. It shows white bars on its back along with white primaries. Our bird is found mostly in the west and northwest all the way up into Alaska in towns and fields and stream sides, foraging on the ground for everything from seeds and wild fruits to grasshoppers and beetles. All right, clues in the sound of our mystery bird, and we have a beautiful prize package awaiting, including a 12-ounce bag of delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown birds and beans coffee. We love that coffee, and it's good for birds saving their tropical environments in the wintertime. And we have the Droll Yankees Cute Chickadee Feeder that lets you manage the size of visiting birds with its height-adjustable dome, perfect for sunflower seed or mixed seed or fruit or mealworms. And then we also have this as kind of a little year-ender prize added to our list. It's the beautiful Nature Conservancy 2022 calendar with gorgeous photos ranging from birds and butterflies to wolves and whale sharks. So, prizes on our Mystery Bird Contest. If we have time to get to a bonus question this morning, we'll also give away a $20 gift certificate for Wisdom Supply, makers of plastic-free books and notepads and journals and other supplies for classroom and office. So that's all in there in our Mystery Bird Contest. We have some conservation good news of the week. It's from our, it's okay to go back to the beach, but please don't bring plastic junk with you, department. And it's about a story in Thailand. As reported by NBC News, a beautiful cove there, made famous by the Leonardo DiCaprio movie The Beach, is going to reopen to the public after almost three years. It was closed because of environmental Damage. It's Maya Bay, beautiful white sands and crystal clear water. That film got it so popular, there were 5,000 tourists a day visiting. They brought money with them, but also trash. Lots of trash, especially plastics, and damaged the ecosystem so much that authorities closed the area to tourists in 2018. Well, now with the bay finally restored after more than three years, it will open again to tourists in January, but this time strictly regulated, include, uh, include, including uh, by the numbers of tourists and also about the amount, of, the amount of time they can spend there. There's a local marine biologist suggesting that an increase in sharks in the local waters is a sign that the bay is healing. As he put it, we have more than 100 sharks before, we had 
100 speedboats. Little trade-off there, but good news conservation-wise from Thailand this morning. Well, still to come on our show today, we'll pay a visit to the Talking Birds Book Nest, where our resident reviewer, Susan Edwards Richmond, will offer her thoughts on a new and very large book about birds. We hope she can lift it. Plus, we'll catch up with Mike O'Connor for an almost live from the archive Let's Ask Mike segment about his easy and effective method of cleaning bird feeders. And up next, a bird with a distinctive shape and a very unusual bill is today's featured feathered friend. Presented by Birdwatching Magazine for more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Our friend Sue McGrath from Newburyport Birders once offered this observation of today's featured feathered friend, the razorbill. Through my scope, the razorbill's profile makes me think of the farrier's friend, the anvil. Some anvils have a horn at both ends. The razorbill, with its large, heavy bill and long, pointed tail, fits the anvil profile perfectly in my mind. She continues, I've heard razorbills described as small, black-and-white Viking ships, and I think that suits their Baltic sea life on the Scandinavian peninsula. Thank you, Sue, for those great observations. Part of the razorbill's scientific name comes from the Icelandic word alka, which is thought to derive from one of the bird's calls. With a little imagination added. The razorbill is a member of the auk, or alcid, family of ocean-going birds that also includes murres, merlets, guillemots, auklets, and puffins, birds that come to land only to nest. These species feed by diving for fish, using just their wings for propulsion, and in the case of razorbills, sometimes catching several fish per dive in their sharp, laterally compressed bills. The razorbill, by the way, is considered to be the closest relative of that very large, now extinct alcid, the great auk. Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend, the bird with the anvil, or Viking ship profile, Alka Torda, the Razorbill. Welcome again to our show number 861. As always, we issue the invitation to visit our website. That would be TalkingBirds.com and see what we have to uh, offer there. Well, here's something we haven't done in too long, and that is make a visit to the Talking Birds Book Nest with our resident reviewer, Susan Edwards Richmond, author of the award-winning picture book, Bird Count, now available in paperback. Good morning, Susan. Morning, Ray. Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. Welcome. Welcome back again. We almost uh, missed you before the year ended here, but we managed to get it in here on time. Well, Susan, last uh, week, Richard Crossley was with us talking about his spectacular new bird ID guide of uh, Western birds. And that book had more than 10,000 pictures in it. But I think you're going to kind of outdo it, or we're going to outdo it this time <laughs> uh, with the book that we're, we're talking about. Uh, tell us what that book is, if you would, and uh, give us a little overview of it. 
Sure. Um, it's the complete birds of the world, every species illustrated. And it's interesting that you said that uh, Crossley's Guide has about 10,000 uh, photos because this has 10,711 species. Mm -hmm. So these are not photos but paintings um, mm -hmm. by some of the world's greatest um, bird artists, including Norman Arlott and Bear Van Perlow and uh, several others. So they're beautifully accurate uh, paintings, um, very distinctive for each of the species. And uh, in addition to that, there is a compact paragraph for every bird um, that mm -hmm. cites their range, some distinctive field marks, behaviors, and even some of their calls. So you get a little bit of that, that guide information as well. Uh, I just found it so cool to really explore the incredible diversity of birds. And mm. instead of in a North American guide opening up and starting with the loons and grebes, we started with ostriches, emus, kiwis, and cassowaries. Right, just because we don't we don't have them here, obviously, so they get to they get to first dibs there in the in the book. Exactly, exactly. So I was having fun just kind of picking a family of birds, say owls, and and just exploring the globe and seeing, gee, can you find your own local species in the seven spreads of more than 200 kinds of owls? <laughs> wow, 200, incredible. Fascinating. Um, but then there were other surprises kind of in the other direction. I thought, oh, I'm going to look up puffins, how many spreads of puffins. And I realized that I've actually already seen all of the world's puffins, all wow. three species. All three. three. species of puffins, the tufted, the horned, and the Atlantic. And I've got them all on my life list. <laughs> All right, nice job, Atlantic puffins uh, on, the, on the east coast, and the tufted and, and the horned out on the out on the on the west coast. Nice, right? Yeah. So it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful book, and just plain fun. Um, as a reference to the weight, it, it weighs almost six and a half pounds. I had to weigh it, so you won't <laughs> be throwing it in your backpack for um, your global birding adventures. But mm -hmm. it is a delicious treat to savor in the comfort cozy in your living room, especially during those cold nights ahead. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've heard those are those are coming. In fact, uh, they've yep. already uh, been here a little a little bit around uh, our our neck of the woods, anyway. So uh, we have something new in our uh, Talking Birds book nest, and we call it the Richmond Reading. So you're not only kind of reviewing the book and telling us about it, but uh, giving us your uh, your take for a rating. And I guess we're doing this from. Uh, one to five, one feather uh, to five feathers, with five being the highest rating. So, how many uh, how many feathers then will you give uh, this book, Susan? I'm giving this a five feathers. Five feathers. Right. Yeah. What's not to like except trying to lift it? I guess right. Exactly. All right. Six uh, six pounds or six and a half pounds. Wow. It's the complete birds of the world, every species illustrated by a team of brilliant. Bird Artists, it's from Princeton University Press, and that is what's hatching this morning in the Talking Birds Book Nest with Susan Edwards-Richmond, author of the award-winning picture book Bird Count, winner of the Parents' Choice Silver Award and the International Literacy Association's Primary Fiction Award, and Bird Count is now available in paperback. You can read more of Susan's book reviews on our Talking Birds Dot com website, and you can find out more about her at SusanEdwardsRichmond.com. That's SusanEdwardsRichmond.com. 
Susan, thank you so much, and we'll look forward to hatching another book review soon. Sounds great, Ray. Thank you. Uh, Bye-bye. See everyone. Susan Edwards Richmond here on Talking Birds this morning. And uh, let's see what is uh, coming up next. That would be our mystery bird contest coming along here in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. There's a sound again of our mystery bird as we activate our mystery bird contest this morning. And a reminder for our future mystery bird contests. If you're not hearing our show live and would like to, so that you could, uh, for example, enter our mystery bird contest, a pretty easy way to do it. Let me just silence that phone there. (laughs) Just go to our website. That's where we have pretty much everything about our show. And you can see there how to listen live online wherever you are. Just click the listen button right there at TalkingBirds.com. So you heard our mystery bird again. Again, the clues are slightly larger than relatives like the blue jay and the gray jay. It's mostly black and white with blue-green iridescent flashes on the wings and on its long diamond-shaped tail. It shows white bars on its back along with white primaries. And our bird is found mostly in the west and northwest all the way up into Alaska, found in towns and fields and streamsides, foraging on the ground mostly for everything from seeds and wild fruits to grasshoppers and beetles. And just to uh, recap those prizes there on our Mystery Bird Contest, the Droll Yankees Cute Chickadee Feeder, perfect for sunflower seed, fruit, mealworms, and so on. Plus a 12-ounce bag of delicious bird-friendly shade-grown birds and beans coffee. And a little extra prize, the beautiful Nature Conservancy 20. 22 calendar here on our mystery bird contest. So what would that bird be? 781-837-4900 is the number to call. As always, we urge you to call as soon as you can. That way we don't, you say, run out of time. 781-837-4900 is the number. That's 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, we're going to check in with Mike O'Connor and his easy and effective way to clean bird feeders. Let's ask Mike in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. 
You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. My name is John Whitman, and I'm calling you from Houston, Georgia. I am excited to speak to people about talking birds. If somebody asks me a question about birding, that's the first thing I tell them and hand them a card and tell them you got to all listen to this. Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassadors family at TalkinBirds.com. Join today, and thanks. Michael Connors down there. He promised to be at the Birdwatchers General Store on beautiful Cape Cod. And he's, I don't know, maybe he's out in the backyard just to kind of lend a little authenticity to today's topic of uh, cleaning backyard bird feeders. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Ray. Yeah, good morning. We got a, we got a, um, we got a question from one of your, co- one of your customers. Do you have customers? <laughs> you have the customers. We have listeners. At least that's how it's supposed to go anyway. Yeah, but you have listeners too. We and we, yeah. So you have both. Yeah, we got. I got. That's, I got it all going on. You do. Yeah, this is our friend Greg Bodker up in in uh, Michigan, Houghton Lake, Michigan. He's one of our ambassadors, by the way, and he's a great birder. But he wants to know about uh, cleaning out or cleaning uh, bird feeders. Maybe the, the best techniques for that. And I guess he would like you to come up to Michigan, Mike, and show him the best uh, way to do that. <laughs> After the show. Leave your feeders out by the step and I'll come by <laughs> at night and do them for you. Yeah, he was he was asking about bleach. And, and a lot of times you read about um, cleaning your feeders with bleach. And first of all, let's just start from the beginning. When you buy a feeder, if you buy a new feeder, buy, find one that's easy to clean. A lot of, like mm-hmm. your sponsor, Droll Yankee, and a lot of other companies have them so the bottoms come out easily, easy to know to clean. A lot of people buy a feeder that looks like I don't know, the Eiffel Tower or a John Deere tractor because it looks cool. <laughs> but then they're really impossible to get apart. So find something that comes apart easy that you can clean. And then when you fill your feeder, make sure it's empty each time. Don't top it off. Or oh, mm. that bottom bit of seed gets all moldy and rotten. So that's one easy way. Make it so you can take it apart and then don't top it off so it doesn't build up the debris. But when you do clean it, Here's what I do. I take my feeders in, and it's that same thing. But everybody's gone to Clorox and bleach and Lysol. But because of the pandemic, I've been reading about all this stuff. And you know what works the best? Good old soap. Good old soap works as good as anything. I take my feeders in, soak them in, in, a, a, um, in a bucket of warm water with dish soap, whatever dish soap you use. Uh, if my wife's not home, I'll... I'll I'll use the kitchen sink, but if not, I'll have to go back outside and use the bucket. And I just soak them in there, and then I take a big brush. They have these big brushes that, that like, a, with a long handle, and you clean out the feeder really well. And they come out, like, brand new, and then you just put them out in the sun to dry. And, and it works out way better than, and it's a lot safer than all these other uh, harsher chemicals that you can use. And if you, if you do that regularly, they'd be fine, and if you just kind of dump the old seed out regularly you won't have to do that as much wow that's pretty cool that soap the thing is is really catching on i think for a lot of reasons <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah there's something new they come up with i like it it's always oh, something new out there so. have you heard about lye by the way i've been using that <laughs> thank you mike okay we'll talk to you next week all right mike o'connor there at the famous bird watchers general store orleans 
Cape Cod. Birdwatching Magazine has a new membership program. Benefits include detailed bird ID articles from Ken Kaufman and David Sibley, tips and stories about bird photography, access to quarterly e-workshops on identifying and photographing birds, and complimentary print and digital subscriptions to Birdwatching Magazine. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com slash memberships. Here we go back to the uh, mystery bird contest. Just a quick review of our birds. Slightly larger than the blue jay and gray jay relatives, mostly black and white, blue-green iridescent flashes on the wings and on its long diamond-shaped tail. Tail just has one. White bars on its back along with white primaries. And star is uh, out there in Leeds, Massachusetts. Good morning, star. Good morning. Good morning. You sound wonderful. And I, I hate to admit this, given that I'm in Massachusetts, and I'm not sure where Leeds is located. I know Leeds in England, but I'm not sure. Leeds is in the foothills of the Berkshires, just west of Northampton. Okay. And if you don't know where that is, that is uh, <laughs> right about in the middle uh, western, midwestern part of the state, north of Springfield. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a beautiful description. Thank you. I know. I know just where you are now in those beautiful Berkshire foothills. So, Star, you heard those clues and whatnot. What do you uh, say about our mystery bird there? Well, um, never having seen it, um, mm-hmm. I consulted my bird book, and um, it, I think it's a black-billed magpie. Let me uh, check my notes here and see. Yes, that appears to be correct. Yeah, nice job. Who's right? Black-billed magpie. Yeah, not a bird that we get to see here in Massachusetts much, except uh, in the bird books, which is a good thing uh, for you to have consulted there. Nice going. And And by the way, would you like to try a bonus question here since we have a little time? Ooh, okay, sure, I'll give it a try. We have an extra prize for this from our friends at Wisdom Supply, makers of those wonderful plastic-free books and notepads and such. So, as you just said, uh, Star, the mystery bird, was the black-billed magpie. And here's our related bonus question. In Lewis and Clark's famous early 19th century expedition, they reported that magpies did what? A, they learned to imitate some of the words spoken by expedition members. B, they learned to give alarm calls when predators approached. Or C, they entered the expeditioners' tents and stole food. Those are three legitimate uh, possibilities uh, for what do you think the answer might be there? Um, I think I'm going to go with that they entered and stole food. And stole food. That sounds like something they would do, doesn't it? Absolutely correct. (laughs) They stole food. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But, uh, hey, they were hungry. What can you do? You're out on an expedition like that, right? you got to do what you got to do. Star, thank you so much. Beautiful job in both counts. And if you'll uh, stay on the line, our uh, awesome engineer today, Chris Bates, will get your info, and we'll send those uh, beautiful prizes out to you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. That's Star out there in Leeds, Massachusetts, in the foothills of the Berkshire Mountains out there, correctly identifying the black-billed magpie as our mystery bird today. Just a reminder before we go, and that would be about plurting. Well, plurting is picking up litter while birding. It's our little initiative 
to uh, try to contribute to the fight against plastic pollution, picking up litter while birding. And we have an entire page on our website, and we'll soon be welcoming more proud plurters that we'll be saluting for kind of taking the plurting pledge um, by indicating they'll pick up trash while birding. Plurting is what it's called, and you can find out all about it on our website, and that would be talkingbirds.com slash plurting. That's it our for our show today. Coming up next week, just back from leading a birding tour in Panama and ready to offer some suggestions on books for holiday gift-giving, Beautio Books' own Alan Hale will be with us uh, right here on our next Talking Birds show. Many thanks to our great contributors, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, and today, Susan Edwards-Richmond. And uh, I want to say thank you, a very special thank you to our new producing engineer, filling in for Jesse today and doing a truly amazing job. That is Chris Bates. I'm Ray Brown. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. <laughs>